Welcome to the Championship Vision Podcast. This is Coach Kevin Furtado. Today, episode 68 with Kyle Sandy. Kyle Sandy was born and raised in Cherokee County, Georgia. Kyle, Kyle Sandy has always been around the game of basketball. He graduated from Sequoia High School in 2010 and helped the Chiefs to their first ever state playoff berth his senior season. Kyle went on to study sport management at Kennesaw State, where he graduated in 2015. He quickly found his way back into sports as a member of media, doing work for the GHSA and Atlanta Journal-Constitution through Score Atlanta. Kyle quickly found out that basketball didn't quite have the voice that football did in the state, so he sought out to help change the landscape of media coverage in Georgia by using his Twitter profile, at KyleSandy355, to grow a following in his efforts to cover all things Georgia High School Association basketball, and eventually parlayed that following into opening SandySpiel.com, a leading resource for insight on high school basketball in Georgia, from tracking transfers to coaching changes to game stories, nightly game recaps, player evaluations, and more. Spieling and Dealing is the official podcast of Sandy Spiel, and Kyle also hosts the Sandy Spiel Showcase, a one-day event during the high school season. Kyle has helped shine a light on numerous programs and prospects throughout Georgia and is always looking to help connect coaches and players along all levels. Coaches, I think you're really going to enjoy Kyle on this podcast. This guy is so in tune and informed on what's going on in Georgia high school sports, particularly basketball. Uh, I'm a big fan of his. Uh, He works his tail off covering so many games. Uh, If you need to know the top prospects, um, who the top teams are going to be next year, Kyle's going to share some great information with you. So we're very lucky to have Kyle Sandy join us. Kyle, welcome. Hey, Kyle. Hey there. How are you, Coach? Good, good. How's it going, man? Jeez, <laughs> oh, I'm I'm doing okay. Just been uh, you know a lot of stuff changing in my life, a lot of moving parts. So I'm just trying to get settled in and find a groove and uh you know get all settled in before basketball season's back here but i've been good how about you doing great man i really appreciate you coming on i i usually have you know just you know old coaches like myself you know coming on here and so forth you know we all talk the same language i said i gotta get a media superstar on man oh, i gotta God. get no keep I looking get <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, we we've um, I've been very fortunate to uh, meet a lot of great coaches through my podcast and so forth. I'm just a basketball junkie, man. Just probably just like you. Right, right. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun when you uh, when you love what you're doing. It's not really not really considered work. So I really enjoy being in the gym or talking basketball whenever I can. It's kind of my getaway from the everyday grind. So I really enjoy it, and I really appreciate you reaching out to me, sir. Yeah, no problem. And I, um, I appreciate you going to help me out. Hopefully, you know, try to get the word out about our clinic, which uh, I'll kind of share with you a little bit. Um, but, um, Hey, tell me how you got started. Um, I know what you're, you're doing right now. It's just kind of a love and a passion for you. Do, you do a tremendous job for us coaches. And I'm sure for college coaches, the detail that you put out actually, one of my uh, assistant coaches went on your website for the first time. He says, man, this is great stuff. <laughs> um, so we really appreciate that. How'd you kind of, how'd you get started? Tell me a little bit, of, tell our listeners about the background of how you kind of got started 
into what you're doing now. Yes, sir. So, uh, you know, I, I played basketball in high school. I went to Sequoia High School, and you know, it was uh, it was a I guess it was one of the bigger schools. It's now six A school, but we definitely weren't a program that was any good. And our senior year was our first year ever making it to the state playoffs. So I was never one to always be on a superstar team. So I was always kind of like the little guy growing up, you know, trying to trying to strive to get to that level where all the the big the big name players and the big time schools are winning all these state championships. I just wanted to a piece of, you know, getting into the state tournament and doing stuff like that. So I played basketball growing up. I went to Kennesaw State, did a sport management degree there. And from there, I was uh, I was hired as a, a sports writer for a local company in Georgia that covers uh, a lot of high school athletics, works with the GHSA, works with the Atlanta Falcons, so writing the programs for the Falcons and doing all that type of media. But the one thing I noticed was, basketball was always second fiddle and I know football's great in the state of Georgia but basketball's pretty darn good too and it just kind of grinded my gears you know there wasn't really a centralized hub for high school basketball coverage that I that I could find at least year round you know people did really good job of covering it for you know travel ball circuit but I was always the guy that was dedicated to high school first And, you know, growing up with the same group of guys for, you know, five, six, seven, eight years and then taking that and, you know, coming to fruition and making the state playoffs my senior year, that was something special. So I always kind of leaned more towards uh, high school, but there was just no one really covering high school basketball. So I just decided, you know, in my spare time, I was still working my other job once I got done with all that. Let me try to creep out to some uh, high school games and some jams, you know, Uh, fall league basketball. Let me just see what's going on. Let me kind of dust off the cobwebs and see if I can get back into a gym and rekindle that love for the game that I used to have. And I was doing it and I was, you know, going in there, just watching the people, you know, learning slowly but surely and scouring Twitter and, you know, trying to see who are the, the valuable assets in the state of Georgia to learn from and try to get back into the game and figure out what I've been missing for the past four or five years when I kind of went dark when I was in college and didn't follow high school sports. But with that being said, um, you know, just through social media, I got a, a little bit of a following, you know, trying to track all these transfers across the state of Georgia, which is always a lot in a really crazy time of year in the off season. But uh, through that, social media started to grow. And then I decided to open up my website, sandyfield.com and through there, um, started to post, just post little bits of basketball knowledge here and there, information, and it continued to grow and grow and got bigger and bigger and more traction. And uh, it grew from going to games and writing uh, just little articles on the games and nightly recaps where I, you know, sit down on game nights and I could compile anywhere from 70 upwards to 100 uh, game recaps, just little quick blurbs of leading scores and rebounders across games from across the state. And it's just grown and grown and grown every single year. And uh, I, I couldn't do it without the help of coaches like you and just media outlets across the state of Georgia. But I just really wanted to make a centralized hub for college coaches, for high school coaches, for players, parents, fans, uh, just a one-stop shop for everyone to go to to find what's going on in the state of Georgia, high school basketball, boys and girls. And, uh, that's that's pretty much the genesis of the story, and I'm I'm here today. I've been doing it for about I guess over four years or so now, and I, I love every every single day I'm uh, able to get into a gym and see what's going on. 
Yeah. And I, you're a one man show, right? I mean, you're, but you're, you're providing so much. I would imagine, tell me if I'm wrong. You got to have a lot of call. I would imagine if I was a college coach, I would be in contact. Some of the stuff you have on there, I mean, is unbelievable. Kids that uh, I was, I was reading just yesterday, just about some of the kids that I'm not aware of. And, um, you have a lot of connections in the in the uh, the college ranks. Yeah, I am a I'm a one man band, like you said. So everything that's going on my website, that is, uh, you know, that's all me. And yeah, I have a couple connections here and there, not as vast as you know most national media members, but I do have a lot of coaches that do follow me, and from time to time they do reach out to me and uh, you know build friendships with these guys and just try to let them know what's going on in the state of Georgia because the the main reason I made this website is to help everybody out is to help those those kids that kind of need a little bit of a push and might be pretty good but they're not the the superstars and they need some exposure and I like to try and connect the dots with the college coaches and whoever wants to know about them because I always say anyone can hitch their wagon on the five-star guys and the seven-footers those guys are easy to find. Anybody can walk into a gym and in two seconds say, yep, this guy's really, really, really good. But what about that random six-foot combo guard that plays in a rural area in Georgia? His team's not winning 30 games every single year, but he's a really good player, but he might not play in a shoe circuit team, and he just doesn't really have a whole lot of media to kind of back him up because in these small towns, you know, they just got their local newspaper. And half the time it's behind a paywall online or this, that, and the other. And you kind of hear <laughs> things. Yeah, you kind of hear things word of mouth. But those are the people I really want to help. And I love watching the, the superstar guys. But to be honest with you, those guys are already established. They don't really need guys like me writing about them. And the, the thing I try to say is if there were 50 media outlets in the state of Georgia and there's one superstar game going on in the state of Georgia and 49 of them are all at the exact same game, how is that helping the rest of the kids in the state? Like, there's other really good basketball players that need to be seen and covered just because it's, a, you know, to get your popcorn ready and you got all the five-star guys on one court. I care more about the kid that might have some Division two looks or some junior colleges looks. You know, playing in an equally important game in the state of Georgia, but if everyone's in one, you know, the exact same gym, that's not helping the entire state. And when I'm doing my website, I want to help as many people as possible. So I kind of beat you know, go off the beaten path a little bit uh, to see the guys that I want to see and not necessarily the guys that are the nationally ranked superstars uh, night in and night out. Yeah, and that's what I want to share with everybody, including the college coaches. You're a valuable resource, and I know a lot of people – I just spoke to my friend Matt Smith. I don't know if, he, if he's from Gordon um, Gordon Central out there uh, near Tennessee, and he was saying, yeah, man, he's great. So a lot of people know about you, man. You're doing a fabulous job. And uh, I, I appreciate it because I actually I have some kids that you mentioned a good point. I think a lot of schools have kids, particularly girls, right, Kyle, that mm-hmm. don't think they can play at the next level, but they can play at a D3 NAI, right? Yeah, for sure. And like, you know, the, the smaller the school and especially on the women's side, these programs are desperate to find these players. And there's a lot of good players that slip through the cracks. And those are the people the players, the student athletes that really need as much help as possible because uh, there's a finite amount of resources out there, but these schools, they need these players and they just, sometimes it's hard. They have a smaller budget, the smaller the school, the smaller the recruiting budget. They need to be out there and connecting the dots with as many media outlets as possible. And, you know, to be able to try to provide a little bit of a, you know, shine some light on some of these players. 
Uh, there's a lot of good players, north, south, east, west, middle, Georgia, all over the state of Georgia. And they can play at all levels. Not everyone's a Division One player, but there's more than just Division One out there. You can get your school paid for playing at you know different levels as well. And uh, you're right about that. There's a lot of really good players, and especially on the girls' side of the game. Uh, that slipped through the cracks and that's why I try to you know I try the best I can I'm not saying I can find everybody but you know to be able to cover uh, girls basketball along with boys basketball uh, I think it's needed out there because there are some good players that can help some programs and it can really help change these student athletes lives as well yeah and how let's say I have a kid or somebody else has a player that uh, how can you help them I mean can they just contact you or they can send you information how can you help these coaches and these players, what can you do? Well, I think the simplest thing is, you know, creating a line of uh, communication. And the best way for that is uh, social media is really big. That's where I get a lot of my information from. And whether it's the player or the parent or just, you know, someone on the team, preferably I love being in contact with the coaches. If they can just tag me or just directly message me, or text me just you know stat updates throughout the season on nightly recaps when I'm putting out those recaps I mentioned earlier about getting upwards of 100 games across the state of Georgia just shoot me a line who your top scores were who your top rebounders were stuff like that nightly or just you know touch base with me as much as possible kind of get familiar with your program and these players and kind of track okay what's going on with player x at school y Um, that's just the best way information is so valuable knowledge is power and the best way to do that is to just have an open line of communication with me and just uh, you know other colleges you're trying to get in contact with or media outlets just try to put that information out there so uh, me and other media outlets the best we can to our ability uh, try to help spread the word and by spreading the word uh, I think that's going to get colleges um, get their attention at least put some information out there for them to look at. That's great because I have a lot of, of listeners and so forth, and I, I was able and I can able to talk to a lot of great coaches. I'm very fortunate, um, so I'm definitely going to share your knowledge, man, to uh, as many coaches as possible because I I know I appreciate everything that you're doing. Hey, tell me about the coaches carousel. I was looking on that, and it's like I think I had down Kyle uh, over a hundred boys coaching changes. Tell me if I'm wrong, and then like over sixty. On the girls' side, it's like, is that – should we be alerted by that? <laughs> I found that quite unusual, don't you think? Yeah, there's always a lot <laughs> What's of going people. on? <laughs> I know, I know. And to be honest with you, I'm probably missing a lot of information too. So, you know, this is just something I try to update periodically, whether it's word of mouth, word of mouth just having good contacts across the state. People, you know, slide in with a DM or email at me, hey, this job is open. Hey, this person just got hired here or there. Uh and again, this is obviously a task that is impossible to do without the help of coaches and and other media members across the state of Georgia. But yes, there, you know, I haven't counted in a while, but yeah, just looking at it right now, yeah, there's a lot of openings and closings across the state, and I feel like there's a good chunk of them uh, every single year. And you could even scroll through on the archives where I have it dating back to about three or uh, looks like three seasons or so. There's a lot of coaching changes, but yeah, just looking at it right now, um, everyone's always moving and there's people moving for different reasons, whether it's a a better opportunity for them or they're trying to get out of the game or get closer to family, this, that, or the other. But there's never a shortage of job opportunities in the state of Georgia. And I think it's really important for for coaches uh, to look at 
this coaching carousel or just to go on teachgeorgia.com or any of these other websites that uh, post these job openings because there's always a lot of people looking for new head coaches. And with that being said, there's a ton of assistant coaching jobs across uh, the state of Georgia. I always know coaches that are trying to find, you know, they're asking, hey, do you know uh, a young coach that wants to help out as a lay coach or this, that, and the other? Uh, good coaches always are looking for good assistant coaches that really help take the burden off their shoulders. Uh, so even with this coaching carousel, it's more focused toward the GHSA boys and girls and, you know, head coaches. Uh, just think about how many assistant coaching positions there are available in the state of Georgia as well. Yeah, there's quite – I was looking. I mean, there's, there's so many. And there are some big moves, right? I mean, let's say the biggest move, and you mentioned this on your last podcast, which you do a great job on your podcast, man. I just want to tell you, you guys cover a lot of important topics. Of course, Jan Azar going to Hebron. Mm-hmm. And I mean, that that's a big move there. But, you know, you, as you said in your podcast, she's already picked up. I, I was talking to Maurice Smith, uh, the head coach of uh, Georgia College, now Flagler College. Um, he was saying, man, they look like another Wesleyan. And I we played them last year. It's like oh. – so in one year, they've gone from, you know, like average to great. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, uh, these, these good coaches across the state of Georgia, I mean, they just click their heels and wherever they end up, people want to follow them. And you can turn a, a program that is, you know, a program of nothingness into a, a powerhouse quickly if you have that resume and, and you're at a school that's able to get people in there. And, yeah, Hebron, they got, what, about four transfers that we know of right now. And, yeah, they're, they're going to be uh, going from an average team to a really good team really quickly. And that's just what happens, I mean, with these coaching changes. And the landscape of Georgia changes very quickly. And with coaching changes goes transfers and transfers, you know, to be honest with you, uh, it's kind of sad to say sometimes, but state championships can be won and lost in the summer months now with transfers. And we've seen it on the boys side and, you know, it happens sometimes on the girls side as well. You can be a middling team or just a a good team. You can go from good to outstanding great uh, in just a couple weeks and a couple months with transfers because, uh, Everyone is always looking for the better opportunity. And, uh, you know, some schools tend to accumulate more talent than others. Uh, but really, uh, just looking at it on paper, games aren't won on paper. But with some of these transfers, boys and girls, teams can get really good really quickly. And that really changes um, the landscape and what to expect for the upcoming season uh, every time we look at the off season. Yeah, and, and I, I know this is, you know, you, you, probably, you already know this. It seems like, you know, the small country schools are not getting them, which kind of sets them back. And it's kind of based, you know, in that Atlanta metro area. Is that good for the Georgia high school? Um, when you see a lot of main the transfers, these, these people are coming either from out of state right to the Atlanta area. That, that's just the way it is, right? The rich get richer pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I was exactly about to say that the rich get richer. And that's just how it is now. Is it better for basketball? I am not a huge fan of transfers. And now I keep these transfer lists just to be able to know where everyone is going because it's valuable information and there's just sure. so much to track. But, you know, I, like I was saying earlier, I played at, a, you know, Sequoia, not a small school, but not like a, a, a Gwinnett-type area school where there's kids coming in now and every single other day. I mean, 
what walk through those doors the first day of school that's what you're you're probably going to have the you know the rest of uh, your entire high school career for four years um but i don't know with the transfer situation it's just i'm not a big fan now the transfer moves they're, they're always really hard to justify whether it's for the right reasons or the wrong reasons, but, you know, just looking back and you can even see on my, uh, on the website with these transfer lists, especially on the boys side, when you're looking back and it's like four years in a row, the same big name players are transferring to the same big name school every single year. It's just, you kind of scratch your head and you shake your head where some schools are getting four or five guys. And it's not just four or five random guys, like a JV player from here. They said, no, it's guys that are coming in with solidified offers already and they're big name players, but they're all transferring over to the same school. I don't really care for that too much, but uh, you know, what do they say? When you win, if you win, they will come. And sometimes it's a little bit of that as well. I, I hope it's more of that instead of the, the, the CD and the shady aspect of, you know, stuff that goes on. Uh, but when you win a lot of games, players and parents tend to take notice and uh, stuff can happen from there. Yeah, I mean, people are on the move these days, right, Kyle? And people, I mean, people will move in a heartbeat. It's not that difficult for their kids. Whereas in the past, when we were growing up, um, you stayed in one place. Mm -hmm. I mean, your parents were not going to move. But, hey, you know what? Parents are getting new jobs. That's just part of, I think that's part of the culture. I'm not sure, like you're saying, you're just reporting it. So it's not a right or wrong. It's just that's the way it is, right? And same thing in college, a big time. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You see it right now. I mean, what, they have thousands of kids going that transfer portal in college, and it really should be to no surprise if you're just looking at, you know, the transfers that I'm able to track in just one state in Georgia. It's over 100 transfers every year, it feels like. So, um, you know, it's always trying to find that instant gratification or whatever they think is best for them to get to the next level, and there's always going to be different reasons for people transferring. But it's uh, – I don't know if you want to call it an issue, but it's something that's here and it's going to stay and it's not going to be leaving anytime soon. Yeah, it's going to stay for a while, I'm sure. Um, hey, tell me about – you did a great job covering the – I love the state championships in one venue, Macon. Give me your opinion on that. Do you like to have them on different sites? Uh, probably for you, it's probably better for one site, right? Yeah, one site is ideal. I think uh, that's the best way to go. and. You know, it's always there's always going to be an argument. Now, I'll, I'll give the Centerplex some credit. Uh, it's been much better recently than it was, uh, what, like three or four years ago when the, the baskets were misaligned and this, that, and the other, and the lights weren't turned off, and they were charging team buses to park, and it was just a whole disaster, whole disaster. And when they moved to Georgia Tech, it was great, and they moved to Athens. It was really good as well, and Georgia Tech had some historic games with St. Pius for Subson Lee twice for the class – for a state championship, they packed that place out, and that was everything that uh, a Georgia high school state championship should be in basketball. But uh, I understand how Macon is supposed to be the centralized area and supposed to be, you know, even travel for most programs. Um, but really, uh, you know, coaches they want their games to be played uh, closer to the Atlanta area because you're looking at state championships in football. They're usually trying to go into the Georgia Dome or Mercedes-Benz Stadium, and that's that's pinpoint. You talk to any college coach in this, you know, in the nation, they're going to know where Atlanta is. But if you talk to any college coach in the nation, off the top of their head, they might not know where the Macon Centerplex is. So that kind of stinks that we can't really display them at the uh, the pinnacle 
at the uh, you know the, the nicest facilities that the state of Georgia has to offer. But you know, on the GHSA side, it does come back down to money. That's really expensive for them to get these get these days booked out at uh, one facility like uh, you know State Farm Arena. That would just yeah, be really I was gonna ask State Farm would be a nice spot, wouldn't it? Yeah, that that would be great, but just so expensive and with the Hawks and everything going on. Maybe one day they can work out a deal, but having everything at one centralized location, uh, I know it's uh, it makes life a lot easier for media. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's only show in town when you come to Macon. It's the only show in town, but maybe Centerplex, I, I would wish that, uh, you know, they could get a little bit better attendance, you know, watching that 7A McEachern um, versus Meadow Creek in the state championship to consider that that place wasn't at max capacity. It is kind of, kind of a hard pill to swallow just because it is a little bit more difficult for people to get to. But overall, as far as logistics goes, uh, having it in one location is definitely easier for most parties involved. Yeah. And as you said, I remember they had it a couple of years ago in, in three different locations. Um, I think having it in, Athens would be great. The problem is you got seven classifications, so you can't do it all in one day. So, right, the logistics of a three-day tournament is difficult for one of these major universities. Yeah, that's uh, that's always a that's always the thing that people tend to forget. You know, we want like that instant gratification. We want the perfect answer, but then we forget. Well, let's look at that from the GHSA side of things. You got to have the manpower. You got to book the dates. You got to have the money for this. There's just so much that goes into event coordination uh, that you know fans they just want to scream on Twitter. We want this right now, but you don't see on the other side of the coin. Well, to get that, you need this, 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 and this, and uh, that's just something that everyone has to be mindful of when they're trying to get the best of both worlds. Yeah, I, I just like the old school centerplex. Uh, I'm just, of course, I live right. You know, I live in Milledgeville, so that helps, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah no kidding. Gee whiz. Um, hey, tell me about um, you. I know you do a ranking of girls and boys. Kind of give me, give me kind of a projection. What are some of the top girls and boys, regardless of classification that you see out there? I know you do an amazing job of finding these kids. Kind of give me a little bit of a little bit of projection of kids for next year. Yeah, well, if we just want to look at the the teams first, you know, the teams is it's so difficult because as I was saying. I don't really try to put too much stock into doing team rankings this early because so much is yet to be decided with these transfers and things yeah. change so quickly. But, you know, there's going to be some good teams. Grayson's got some dudes in. Tanari Lane transferred in from Shiloh. Caleb Murphy came in from Norcross to join um, Davon Smith and all those guys play with the Atlanta Celtics together. So Grayson's going to be really good in 7A on the boys' side. Uh, East Coweta. Um, they're starting to attract a little bit of talent. I believe they had a guard move in from Sandy Creek, and you know they were one of the great surprise stories last year. They were what twenty-four and one at one point, and they lost three straight games after injuries derailed their season. Then they lost in the first round. But East Coweta is a really good team. Uh, Milton's really starting to accumulate a lot of young talent. Bruce Thornton Jr. He's a he's a rising sophomore. He's really good. Um, they got some other guys that can really go, that can really make the team uh, something special. If not this year, next year, definitely Milton could be in the discussion for one of the best teams in the entire state of Georgia. Uh, but Southwest the Cavs, good in 5A. St. Francis going to try to defend their title in A private. Uh, they're really talented. And, you know, they got Dwan Odom, who's a great point guard. 
so they're going to be really tough. And just looking at some of the individual players, I mean, you got Walker Kessler at Woodward Academy, a seven-foot center, a future pro. Uh, obviously, he's really good. Uh, McEachern, we will see. Sharif Cooper, you know, every single day it's he's staying, he's going. We don't know. He's going prep, he's going college. We have no idea. And it's just one of those things where, for me, I just I don't even think about it because I don't really know what's going to happen. But if Sharif Cooper's still in school, McEachern's going to be uh, a lot different from last year, but they might add some more talent. Dylan Cardwell, he was originally from Augusta, then he went to Oak Hill Academy, and now he's back in the state of Georgia, and he just transferred over to McEachern. So there's a, a seven-footer that Sharif can play with and kind of coax him into staying at McEachern. So that's going to be something uh, to definitely keep an eye on. And then at Norcross, Norcross has always been good. They always bring in some talent. Uh, they got Josh Taylor supposed to be coming back over who started at Columbia, then went to Carolina, and now he's back over there. He's supposed to be there, but Brandon Boston has been rumored to be transferring to go play with, like, LeBron James's son or something like that. So he may be out the door. We don't know yet. It's all speculation at this point. So Norcross, that's another uh, drama-filled scenario to keep an eye on. Will their star player B.J. Boston stay, or will he go? Uh, so those are definitely the, the top guys to keep an eye on. Walker Kessler at Woodward Academy. Sharif Cooper at McEachern, and then Brandon Boston over there at Norcross. So uh, those are those are definitely the star power guys. Um, you know, Walker Kessler definitely going to be staying at Woodward Academy, uh, but Sharif Cooper and Brandon Boston really don't know where they're going to end up at. But those are some of the biggest names in the state of Georgia, especially on the boys' side, that people should keep an eye on. Yeah, and and why why you're at it? Just tell me about the girls' side. Uh, that's an amazing list, man. This is a just to kind of kind of say those like quickly like that, you guys, you're doing a great job. You're, I mean, I love what you're doing. Not too many guys can read off a list like that. That's pretty cool. Hey, tell me about on the girls' side as well, if you could, Kyle. Yeah, well, Westlake obviously undefeated last year. Uh, <laughs> and I, yeah, and I, I, you know, they were super young. I mean, they won the state championship the year before last year when they had a bunch of transfers move in. But they had Raven Johnson as a freshman, and she was special. And in her sophomore year, she was even more special. They go undefeated. They win the state championship again. So she's still there. They got a big girl named Lydia Freeman who really came into her own this past season. She's about six foot four. She's a space eater but has a soft touch inside. So everything's going to start and be centered around Westlake as the, as the best team in Georgia. Uh, Collins Hill. Uh, I hear they're trying to add some more pieces. They lost to Westlake in the state championship. They're trying to reshuffle the deck. They got Sasha Washington, who's about, what, 6'2", 6'3", I believe. Uh, she's a big-time center. Uh, she's transferring over there to Collins Hill to try and uh, get get some more talent over there to try to get over the hump and win the state championship. She's going there. I hear Cameron Collins is transferring over there from Mountain View to add some <laughs> some uh, some talent on the perimeter. So Collins Hill not going down without a fight, a little bit of an arms race right now. But Westlake's still the team to beat. Uh, I think North Cobb's going to be very good as well. Azania Austin, a really good guard. Sydney Thomas, also a rising senior, can really shoot the – and then you're looking at the best of the rest, the other two teams that were in the Final Four. North Forsyth, they only lose one senior, and they have two really good guards in Ansley, uh, Allen, and Caroline Martin, uh, both players that are uh, really coveted Division II prospects. And then Cherokee, they lost just three seniors, but they got Sydney Watts back, Chatham Brown back, Kate Johnson, 6'3", post presence, 
uh, is really one of the biggest players in the state of Georgia. She's very good. And then Ashlyn Andrus as well. So they're going to be really good. But for North Forsyth and Cherokee, it just really stinks that they're stuck with Westlake and Collins Hill. Um, but those are really good programs. And then a team I thought was the best team in the state of Georgia all year last year until Tim Slater and Lanier shocked him in the 6A state championship. Lovejoy, Lovejoy is back. They got Genesis Bryant. She's a great point guard. And Nia Boyd is super talented. She's a high major player as well. Um, that's one of the best backcourts in the state of Georgia, if not the best backcourt. So Lovejoy's really good. And just looking at some other really good programs, Buford, uh, they only graduated th- three players. They the beat goes had. on with Gene, man. He keeps yeah, no, go- beat goes on. <laughs> no kidding. Yeah, Tate Walters is a winner. Blair Wallace is a great three-point shooter. She's going to be a junior. Shia Willis is going to be a junior guard. She's really good. I hear Tamori Planton has moved in from GAC. That gives them some size now that they did not have last year. But, you know, it didn't matter. They still beat Villarica to win the state championship. And then two other teams to keep an eye on in 4A. Carver Columbus with Olivia Cochran. She's a high major, big-time prospect in the post. They got Kiana Gaines, who's dunking basketballs as a rising junior. She's a freak athlete at six foot tall. And then Jefferson down in 3A. I think they could be really good this year. Natalia Bolden, a, a rising sophomore forward. She tore her ACL. She had surgery June 6th. Hopefully she can get healthy soon. But they still got Livy Blackstock as a good guard, a junior. So Jefferson's going to be really good. So that's just a rundown of some of the some of the best teams in the state of Georgia, I think. And I would be remiss if I did not mention uh, Kayla McPherson as the best player in the state of Georgia. Mm. Uh, Madison, right? Madison? Yeah. 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 Madison County. Yep. Over there, I watched her. I stumbled in the gym to see her play against Hart County. And uh, I left with a 64-point outing from her. And I said, this girl is phenomenal. She is the real deal. Only going to be a junior now but a 64-point outburst against Hart County. And Hart County's good. It's not like Hart County's some Joe Schmo school. Hart County lost in the state championship in Class 3A. So they're a state runner-up, and they had, um, you know, a Torian Starks going to Western Kentucky, a great guard, and sure. she dropped 64 on them. So uh, Kayla McPherson must see TV over there in Madison County. Uh, she's outstanding. Yeah, that's great. Actually, uh, I have a, a kid, Destiny McClendon, that actually plays – kind of in the EBYL team with Chad Hubbard. So she knows, she knows Kayla pretty well. And Chad, Chad really speaks highly of, of, of Kayla, man. She, he just loves her and says, she's a great kid. Um, single A, now single A is going to be interesting in private, right? Because you got Wesley and Holy Innocence. Where does Hebron come in that? Yeah, that's, that's really going to shift everything. We really <laughs> got to see what, what's left over there at Wesleyan and the, uh, you know, what what the new coaching staff wants to put in place over there. But Hebron, uh, if it's not this year, it might be next year. Uh, they're going to be right in the thick of things very quickly because they're accumulating that talent and they know how to win. Uh, very interested to see what Carolyn Whitney does over there at Wesleyan. Uh, she knows that program very well, but the, you, you can't forget about Holy Innocence, Jillian Hubbard, um, uh, our um, uh, Hollingshed, pardon me, Jill Hollingshed, she's still there, a big 6-4 forward that plays inside and out. They have a state title that they want to defend, and uh, they were very young as well. So uh, Holy Innocence, very young. They're a little bit ahead of schedule, I would like to think, last year, but they still won the state championship, and they're going to be very good. So Hebron Christian, Wesleyan, uh, 
uh, wholly innocent. And maybe we'll see a Lake County Academy. You think you guys are ready to be in there and be in that top four? <laughs> well, we're actually in public. So we're on the public. Tell me about the public. The good side of things. Yeah, tell me about public. Give me a scouting report, Kyle. (laughs) Oh gosh, yeah, public. That's that's always something. You know, at least you don't have Marion County. They got the twins out of there. Twins are out. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't have to worry about them as much. But Greenville's still really good. They had a really young team, and yeah, uh, they were great. Even without Brittany Davis, who who graduated and went to junior college, and she's a SEC player, but. Yeah, they're they're still really good, but uh, there's always teams that pop up. Clinch County, if they're able to keep those guards there, I know they're having a coaching change, and people have been trying to get them to leave. Yeah. I think Clinch County is going to be really good. Uh, and, you know, Macon County has some pieces here and there every single year. There's always some good teams that pop up in Class A public. And to be honest with you, I, that's one of the my more favorite ones. You know, seven A is kind of I wouldn't say easy to predict, but you kind of know what you're going to get there. But you know. Class two way, class A public, those kind of the really small schools. I always love seeing who's going to pop up and who are the players that are really going to put their schools on the map in those rural areas. Uh, I, I love tracking those teams, boys and girls, to just really see what to expect because it is very unexpected, hard to track, and especially in class two A when you know these schools are so spread out. Like on the girls side, you have Douglas in Atlanta win the state championship. But they played Early County, uh, who has uh, uh, some beasts over there. Uh, they're really good. Uh, you got Laney, always good in Augusta. You got Fitzgerald. Just like the, the demographic of all these schools are just all spread out so, so far. And you really don't know what you got until uh, you get into the state playoffs. And that just makes uh, Georgia high school basketball so, so exciting uh, come February. Yeah, the single A public sneaky good, man. I mean, I, I thought Marion last year with the two twins and you can even say in double a with early, I thought the big girl, I forgot her name. You, you I know, you know, her. Yeah. Michaela Thompson. That's it. Yeah. Florida She's state, right. She's an early signee for Florida state. Is that correct? Or. Uh, oh gosh. Is she, I haven't even, I haven't even checked, but I would not be surprised. Cause I know everything was pouring in heavy for her. Uh, you know, this time last year and she is, she's a real deal. And, you know, just, Looking at Class 2A, she kind of took off from where Victoria Saxton left off. You know, she was that model, and she's, you know, what, at like South Carolina now. She was a big-time dominant, you know, an absolute program changer. She goes out the door. Now Early County gets one of them, and she gets Michaela Timpson over there, and she completely changes that program around. She is a uh, – she's just a monster. And especially at those smaller schools, if you got a big, talented 6'2", 6'3", girl, it's just, you know, it's game over. You're going to win – a lot of games, and you're going to have a chance in every single game. Yeah, that's so true on that. Hey, you said Region 7A. There could be some changes in Region 7A, though, as far as who's going to the top, though. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You're, you're right about that. I think uh, hey, you got you got Destiny Clendon. She's good, right? You guys, uh, you, 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 there's always a chance there. And I, I'm very interested to see you guys because, what, I didn't. I caught. I caught you guys uh, last year during the region tournament. Yeah, uh, yeah. GMC and GMC actually lost quite a few. They're going to still be tough. They lost some key players, uh, and I know Sean really well and so forth. I. I mean, they. Um, they're going to do a great job. You got. You know. You got Ed at Stratford. Uh, Stratford's going to always produce good teams. So I mean, those are the top two. Um, so I mean. But uh, you never know in region. Sometimes they pick up a few kids here or there, one of the teams. You just never know. Uh, take it day by day, right, Coach? 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No doubt about it. Yeah, we just put one foot in front of the other and just try not to trip. That's all I do. I know that. Absolutely. Hey, my last question. Um, what do you think I, uh, with the state championships? I love when PBS, GP, uh, PBS covers the tournament. And then now they have it video stream. Why have they changed that? I think Georgia Public Television does an amazing, classy job. I love to see them go back to that. What's, what's, what's your uh, insight into that? Yes, and I agree with you. And what was said, at least before this year, now we just had all the state championships at Macon, so this kind of made it a moot point. But what they were saying before, GPB was saying it was too expensive for them to travel from Athens to Georgia Tech to set up all the TV equipment, which I okay, I yeah. guess that makes sense. But you really didn't have that excuse this past year in Macon. We had it all lined up in the centerplex. But I'm telling you, it was outstanding when those games were on TV. We need those games back on TV. They still have the football state championships, if I'm not mistaken, uh, usually on TV as well. But we need those games back for basketball because it, we have future NBA pros playing in these state championship games. It seems like every single year, whether it's Wendell Carter or Colin Sexton, uh, it's always Jalen Brandt, you know, all these, you know, future lottery picks, all these guys are playing for state championships. I want these guys on TV instead of having to pay to watch on the NFHS network. And, you know, at least we do have the NFHS network. That's nice. But I've heard from multiple people, sometimes they have problems with the streaming and then it's, you know, lagging behind or buffering and that really stinks. But uh, in a perfect world, I would love to see these games back on Back on TV, I just know that GPB, they say they, they lose money, they just don't get enough viewership, or it just doesn't make uh, sense with the bottom line. But, man, just find a way. It's just, what, three days, three or four days. We need these games on TV. It's basketball. Uh, basketball in the state of Georgia is, you know, second to none almost in the entire nation, boys and girls. I would love to get those games back on TV, but I know everyone's always going to say, it comes back to the bottom line, the viewership, and the money involved. But I really think they just got to find a way to get these games back on TV. Yeah, they got to find a way. And I know with your – just by you, you saying that today is, is we'll really push forward. And all the coaches in Georgia high school really they need to, hey, send an email to them. Say, hey, man, we, we love your coverage, man. You, you got to do it. I mean, it's so needed for basketball here in Georgia. Like you said, basketball here in the state of Georgia – it's definitely the top three in the country. I mean, it, it could be the top, it could be the top one with basketball talent, right? Yeah, exactly. And if someone wants to argue like California or Texas, look how much bigger California is. <laughs> exactly. They have millions of more people, but if you're going per capita or whatever the terminology is, I mean, Georgia is cranking out athletes, high caliber athletes, basketball, football, baseball, ball pretty much every single sport georgia is an absolute power plant and that's why you see all these schools from out of state hunkering down during these live periods finding any way possible to get to the state of georgia to check out all these players and especially this ncaa uh, live period event they just recently had which all the uh the, the the high school coaches did a great job on the boys side having all these schools over like 200 schools getting down there to check out all these prospects because Georgia is where you go digging for gold and all these coaches are finding it every single year. Just ask Bruce Pearl over there at Auburn, just building that program with Jared Harper, Chuma Okiki, 
Bryce Brown, all these guys, all coming from the state of Georgia. Georgia is where you need to recruit if you want to be successful. And if you're a program in the state of Georgia, Division One, Division Two, anything, if you're not pounding the pavement to get these guys to keep them in state, shame on you because you are blessed to be sitting on that gold mine. You got to make the most of it, and you got to recruit the state of Georgia. Yeah, and UGA's doing that. And also the UGA women picked up, um, I'm trying to think of her name, that she transferred back from UConn, the women's team. Actually, I just met her. We were at UGA camp. Uh, I'm trying to think of her name. Um, now is coming back to Georgia. She played one year at UConn. I thought that was a big move. I, I forgot her name. Um, uh, Michaela Coombs, Coombs. Yeah, that yeah. That was, that's yeah, a big okay. steal right there. Yeah, uh, yeah. Even Georgia when they got a Jenna Stady who – uh, geez, uh, went to Maryland, then came to Georgia, and she was like one of the most dominant post players in recent memory over there at uh, West Forsyth, I believe. Even her, I mean, there is so much talent. And whether you get them coming straight out of uh, out of high school or you, you get them a year or two later, I mean, as long as you get them on campus, I mean, they can make a major impact. And plus, even, you know, financially speaking, they're going to put butts in seats because they have all their family and friends uh, local in the area. They're going to come and drive an hour or less to go watch some play. So it's just so important from many different angles to record the state of Georgia. Yeah, and, and, and of course, the men's program's doing a great job, too, tracking it, probably one of the top recruiting classes. Um, hey, my last thing here is, is, is I really appreciate – hopefully you can come to our clinic. I just want to tell you a little bit about it, if I could, Kyle – uh, and I know you got to go. Um, got Gene Durden from Buford. Uh, I consider the best coach in, in Georgia. And I got Audrey Taylor from Franklin High School. Uh, she was the Nas- 2019 National Coach of the Year on the girls' side. Jared Hunsinger from Boonville, Missouri. Glenn Hicks coming from North Sound Mountain, Alabama. Cole Hicks from his son from North Sound Mountain, uh, Alabama. Steve Collins, three-time state champion from Madison Memorial out of Wisconsin. and got Randy Kaufman, who was the 2017 uh, National Coach of the Year. So we got coaches coming from all different states. And I'm really trying to promote the great high school coaches we have in the country. And I would love to see you guys come out and support us and maybe write a little article on it and take some photos because uh, I know you're the big man as far as basketball news and everything here. Yeah, I would. Uh, I would love to. I would. I uh, hope you know it all fits in the schedule. But it it sounds like uh, what it's called the Legends Clinic. Yes. That's, yeah. Uh, appropriately named with all the people you just named right there. I mean, those are living legends. That is a, a powerhouse of a, a of a panel right there. So yeah, anybody who is lucky enough to to get out there, I mean, it, it makes more sense to be there because just imagine how much anybody can learn. I, I'm sure I would learn. Uh, just gobs of knowledge, but you have one of the best, one of the best in the nation with just the, the, the amount of amount of wins and knowledge and just great people that you have uh, on that panel for that clinic. I mean, that is, you know, kudos hat hat off to you. I mean, that's a, a, a round of applause. Uh, incredible. And I, I need to try to get out there. No doubt about it. Yeah, absolutely. We would love to have you out. Hey, the number one Georgia high school media guy coming out. We we definitely we, hey, we'll we'll get you a little uh, little lake place, man. Like take some time on the lake, kind of relax, go to the clinic. You can't beat that. Hey, that sounds nice. That sounds like the vacation I've been needing for years since I first started this <laughs> website. I haven't been able to take many of them, but boy, right. that, that sounds great. <laughs> 
Yeah, Kyle, I appreciate you coming on, man. Thanks so much for sharing and just providing us just a lot of insight into what's going on in Georgia high school basketball. Uh, how can the listeners get a hold of you? Yeah, so uh, the best way uh, would be to follow me on Twitter. It's at KyleSandy355, or you can follow me also on Twitter, at Sandy Spiel. That's S-A-N-D-Y-S-S-P-I-E-L. Um, also, you can always contact me. Email is also a great way to get in contact with me, KyleSandy355 at gmail.com. And, of course, check out SandySpiel.com, S-A-N-D-Y-S-S-P-I-E-L. Dot com. That's going to be all the all the information you can ask for. I try to put out as much as possible on there, and we also have uh, some podcasts from time to time. The Spielin' and Dealin' podcast, a little slow in the off season right now, but <laughs> trying to get back into the swing of things. You know, Coach, the season's going to be here in the blink of an eye, so I better get my uh, I better strap up my boots and uh, get to it. Better get ready to go. I know. I know you're ready. I, I know you've been checking out the AAU scene and all that. Kyle, thanks so much, man. I appreciate all you're doing for us. Thank you. Thank you, Coach. All right. Bye now. Hey, coaches. This is Matt Smith, the president and founder of United Basketball Clinics. I want to let you know about two great clinics we have going on later this year. The Hoosier Gym Coaches Clinic, August 23rd and 24th at the legendary Hoosier Gym in Knightstown, Indiana. Vance Wahlberg, Dave Love, Doug Porter, Mike Neighbors, John Kaufman, and more will be speaking that weekend. All sessions are on the floor with live demonstration. Also, we have the Peach State Coaches Clinic in Atlanta, Alpharetta, Georgia, September 28th. Hernando Planell, Charmin White, Gene Durden, Alan Whitehart, the staff from Georgia State University, and more. Please visit unitedbasketballclinics.com to register. Early bird pricing ends August 1st. That's unitedbasketballclinics.com. Same staff discount supply. I look forward to seeing you there. Coaches, I got an exciting announcement. On September 14, 2019, the Legends on the Lake Basketball Coaching Clinic will be back. Um, we're really excited to host a great clinic this year. Uh, we will have the top coaches in the state of Georgia and around the country uh, attend our 2019 clinic here at Lake Oconee Academy in Greensboro, Georgia. The clinic will go from 8 a.m. until 6 p.m. We, we feel like we are the most unique coaches clinic in the country and that we will have a live demonstration team from Middle Georgia Prep School demonstrating all the on-court activities for the speakers. In addition, we'll have the best high school coaches from states like Georgia, Wisconsin, Alabama, Tennessee, Missouri, and New Jersey. We have speakers starting at 8 a.m., and we will have our last speaker at 3.45 p.m. We provide the coaches with a meal, snacks, shirt, everything they need in our beautiful new facility here at Lake Oconee Academy. You cannot go wrong. If you're interested in signing up for this clinic, I will give you a special deal. Please put <clears throat> a special code <clears throat> of legends when you email me at furtadok57 at gmail.com. I will give you a special discount if you come to our clinic. And also, I'll provide you any hotels that are close by the school. We're right off of I-20 here in Greensboro, Georgia. Looking forward to seeing all you coaches. Take care. Hey coaches, this is Nick Bartlett with Dr. Dish Basketball and you're listening to the Championship Vision Podcast with Coach Kevin Furtado. 
Make sure to check us out at drdishbasketball.com and on Twitter and Instagram at at drdishbball for daily basketball drills, tips, inspiration, and how we've revolutionized the basketball shooting machine over here at Dr. Dish. Also mention this podcast and you will receive an exclusive discount on your next Dr. Dish purchase. Thanks for tuning in.